Welcome to today's Amuda Minute. In last week's parasha, we read of a dramatic episode. The Jewish people approached Moshe Rabbeinu with a simple request, we want to meet. Now at first glance, it appears to be a simple request, except it wasn't a request, it was a complaint. And not only was it a complaint, but it was a profound display of ingratitude. After all, remember again, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had been supporting the Jewish people throughout their sojourn in the desert with the man, the miraculous bread which fell from the heavens each and every day, enough to sustain every single man, woman, and child. And you could prepare it however you want, and it could taste whatever you wanted it to taste like, but yet, for Kali Israel, that wasn't enough. They required meat, they required basar, and they come to Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu is so distressed by this, and understandably so, because after all, again, God provides you with your daily bread, who gives you everything and anything you need to survive, and this is the thanks? This is the Hakara Satov, this is the gratitude you display. And so the Torah says something amazing. This is in Parakir Aleph, Pasak Yod, chapter 11, verse 10. Vayishma Moshe Asa'am Bochel Mishpachosav. Moshe Abinu literally hears people crying over this. Can you imagine? They have mud. They're not starving. They're not starving. There's plenty to eat. We understand if Jews are crying because they're starving, of course, but no one's starving. They have mud, but yet they don't have meat. They don't have exactly what they want. And by the way, I want to point out, they had plenty of animals. If they wanted meat, they could just shecht meat. They could have meat. But no, they wanted God to provide them with meat. So Moshe Rabbeinu literally hears them crying. Vayishma Moshe Asa'am, He hears entire families crying. Ishla Pesach O'alo, entire households crying. Vayichar Af Hashem because Baruch got very angry. And in the eyes of Moshe, this whole thing was very bad. And so the Pasek doesn't really seem to require all that much explanation. Again, not only are they upset, not only are they voicing a complaint, but Mamish, they're crying. They're crying as if something horrible is occurring. And meanwhile, they have anything and everything they need. And the Torah records two reactions. Hashem is angry, understandably so. He's taking care of this people from the beginning. And yet again, all it is, is ingratitude after ingratitude. And in the eyes of Moshe, this was terrible. Now again, for Moshe Rabbeinu, we understand that it was terrible as well, because each and every one of these complaints was also a little bit of a revolt against Moshe Rabbeinu's leadership, was a revolt against the Ribbon Shalom, but the great tzaddik, Rav Levi Yitzhak, Zechatzadik, explains this Pasuk in such a dramatic way. And the Rebbe says, if you look at this story, it is, stands in marked distinction from all of the other stories of rebellion, all the other stories of complaints. Because again, we're no stranger to complaining. And every single time Kalal Yisrael complained and got themselves into trouble, there was always the same script. Kalal Yisrael complained, God got upset, or Kalal Yisrael did something wrong, God got upset, and what happens? Moshe Rabbeinu advocates. Moshe Rabbeinu advocate on their behalf. Moshe Rabbeinu would lobby, would argue, would defend. It was always Moshe Rabbeinu to the rescue. But yet, points out the Rebbe in this particular episode, Moshe doesn't advocate. In fact, again, it's in this episode where Moshe Rabbeinu pretty much throws his hands up in the air. He says, Baruch Hu, I can't do this anymore. And he says, he says words like, Are they my children? Did I, did I birth them? That I have to carry them around and nurse them? Am I responsible for them? Are these, are these my kids? That I have to clean up the mess every single time? Moshe Rabbeinu throws his hands up in the air. He does not defend. He does not advocate. He does not lobby. He does not come to the rescue. And says the Rebbe, this, 
Moshe Rabbeinu's failure to advocate and defend the Jewish people was the true source of God's displeasure. Not the sin. People sin. People do terrible things. People complain. People are ingrates all of the time. That's human nature. That's to be expected. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu was so upset about, look at the words of the Pasuk the Rebbe says, Vayichar af Hashem ma'od. Hashem got angry. Do you know why Hashem got angry? Ube'enei Moshe Ra. Because Moshe only saw the evil in the people. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't advocate. Do you know why he didn't stick up for them this time? Why didn't he come to the rescue? Because he saw nothing redeeming in the cloud. He did not see one good thing in them. How could I defend the people if I see nothing positive in them? And Ribbono Sholem says, Moshe, you see nothing good in them? You don't have the ability to defend because you see nothing positive? Vayichar af Hashem ma'od. Says Rebbe Yitzchak, Hashem didn't get angry because of the complaint for meat. They're people. People do foolish things. People complain when there's nothing to complain about. And people cry when there's nothing to cry about. I expect that from them. But Hashem gets angry because Be'enei Moshe Ra. Because Moshe only saw the negativity. He did not see anything positive in Klal Yisrael. Because it is the job of a leader to always see something positive in his flock even when the flock is not really behaving. But it's not just an obligation in leadership. It's the obligation that we have been Adam L'chaveiro as well. You see what the Ribbono Shalolam wants more than anything from us is that we should always go out of our way to see something positive in the other. Now it's easy to see something positive in the other when the other is behaving himself, when the other is conducting himself appropriately, when the other is doing that which he is supposed to be doing. But what happens when the other fails me? What happens when the other hurts me? What happens when the other takes liberties with my honor or my dignity? I still have to go out of my way to try to find something positive about that person. I don't have to be their friend. I don't have to associate with them. I don't have to throw my arm around them. I don't have to go ahead and spend time with them. I don't have to ingratiate myself to that individual. But I can't walk away from another Jew with a totally soured perception based on something that occurred. I have to try to find something positive in every person, even when that other person is at their lowest point. Because if all I do is see the negativity in people, it sours me on humanity. And the moment I become soured on humanity is the moment I become a cynical jaded, sarcastic individual. And once I assimilate and integrate those midos, that's the beginning of the end. Because Baruch Hu gets upset not at Klal Yisrael's failure, but at Moshe Rabbeinu's failure to see good even in a people who are doing really bad things. And that becomes our obligation. Because often we have negative interactions with people. And sometimes as a result of negative interactions, I have to place a distance. I can't be with you. I can't spend time with you. I can't interact with you. That's good. You stay there. I'm going to stay here. But I'm still going to strive to find something positive in you, despite the fact that you acted in such a lowly manner. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants of us. It's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu expects of us. And it appears, says Rebbe Levi Yitzchak, that is the ability to see the good in the other even in those moments of failure, that gives the Ribbono Shel Olam the ultimate form of happiness. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.